When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. <laughs> Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. A package of seeds arrived in the mail with no information about who they came from. It was a little bag of brown seeds, and they didn't smell like anything. I decided to sprout them and see what happened. I do not advise doing this at home, kids. I moistened a paper towel and gently rolled them out onto it. I put another wet paper towel on top of the seeds and let them sit near the window. Every morning, I gently sprayed the paper towel, checked for sprouting. After five days, I started to see the brown casing split, and in those splits were a rainbow of colors. The first teller for this episode is Banu Prashant, a storyteller who brings to life stories through her magical podcast, Folk Tales with Banumanthi, which you can hear on Hubhopper. This is her telling a story from Odisha, when humans had tales. Welcome to Tell a Tale with me, Bhanumati. And here comes our first folk tale from Odisha. Not so long ago, in the southeastern state of Odisha, there lived a tribal community called Saura. Now, this indigenous Saura tribe believed that their ancestors had tales. Hmm, that's interesting. Legend has it that the humans during those times had long, sleek tails. These tails would swish, shh, shh, and sweep the ground behind them as they walked around. All was well and good until the number of humans increased. Managing the tails became very difficult. Not a minute went by without some person falling on the ground because someone had tripped on them. Oh, my head! Ah, my nose! Ouch! Can't you see? Became the most common sounds of the land. Life went on in this painful manner. As the streets and markets became more crowded, people began stepping on and tripping over each other's tails. There was chaos on this land. Things quickly spiralled out of control. Soon, there was not a single person who had not been stepped on or who had not tread on their own. From the marketplace to the potter's shed, people could hear cries and shouts. <laughs> Now, amidst this pandemonium, 
Lord Kitanga wanted to visit this land. One fine Sunday morning, Lord Kitanga paid a visit to the Saura tribe. As usual, the marketplace was brimming with people. As the Lord walked around, a passerby stepped on his tail, knocking him down. He fell down with a loud thud. Thud! He was not only injured, but even lost two of his teeth. Oh, that was not good. People had started to flock around him, unable to contain their laughter. They all laughed loudly. <laughs> Listening to their laughter, Lord Kitanga was very angry. The sound of their laughter echoed in his ears. <laughs> it agitated him and in one stroke he pulled off his tail and flung it away. Seeing this, all the other tails got scared and they fell off on their own. All the tails slithered away. The Lord's tail turned into a palm tree and those of the worldly beginnings became tall grass blades. The Saura tribesmen then began tying tall grass blades into fat bundles. And they were smarter than we think. And they used them to sweep the floor. Within few days, peace was back on this land. No more tail, only two legs on the floor. It is for this reason that the elders say that change and evolution are the only constant. Thank you for listening to When Humans Had Tales, a folk tale from Odessa. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Hans My Hedgehog Acupuncture. If you're feeling aches and pains, perhaps needing a little relaxation, then come on down to Hans My Hedgehog Acupuncture. Don't let that quest for true love keep you from getting the best care. If you've been toiling in the king's kitchens waiting for him to recognize you, or perhaps searching the endless desert for the ancient library, or riding the train to find the witch who can break the spell, you deserve some me time. Find the point at Hans My Hedgehog Acupuncture. This episode is also brought to you by the new Patreon supporter, Renee, who has the magical gift of changing wall color with the brush of a magic finger, which makes redecorating a breeze. And another supporter, Eileen, who magically can fold origami cranes that flap, fly, and grant wishes. So do keep your eye on the sky for one of those flocks of paper birds. They both are generous supporters of storytelling, which is pretty cool and they'll be getting the quarterly postcard that's going out soon. A big thank you to them and all the other patrons of the podcast. You are the shimmer of light on our summer streams. The seeds continued to sprout and the colors continued to grow. The stems that came out were red, yellow, orange, green, purple, blue, vibrant as the rainbow after a rainstorm. When the leaves started to pop, I noticed something interesting. They were moving. I know all leaves move, but usually it's so slowly you can't see it. Now these were 
slowly moving up and down. It seemed as if they were flapping. I carried the plate outside and placed it on the table, lifted off the cover and watched as the leaves flickered and flapped and flew away. I think those seeds were fairies. The second teller for this episode is Liz Weir. Liz has told her stories to people of all ages on five continents. She has performed in pubs and prisons, hospital rooms. She's worked on stages in the mighty Vanderbilt Hall of New York's Grand Central Station and in the Royal Albert Hall. Liz is a storyteller and writer from Northern Ireland. She has mentored many a new storyteller, including myself and the podcast's other intrepid host, Isabel Hauser. For this episode, this is Liz Weir telling the story, Mother Owl's Revenge. Mother Owl's Revenge Long ago in the forests of America, there lived an animal that was covered from head to toe in long, silky white fur. He was a terribly vain creature, and as he passed a pond, he would stop to admire himself. He thought he was very beautiful. One day, as he was walking through the forest, the creature felt hungry. He looked up and saw a mother owl flying out of her nest. He knew that would mean she had left her chicks. This could be a handy meal for him. He climbed up the tree and came to the nest. Inside were three baby owls. He lifted one out and held it up to have a look at it. Ugh, he said. You are so ugly and I am so lovely. I couldn't eat you. He dropped the baby owl back into the nest and climbed back down the tree. A few minutes later, the mother owl flew back with a mouthful of tasty grubs and worms for her babies. All she could hear was them making a terrible noise. What's wrong? she asked. Who has upset you like this? Tell Mummy what happened. In between tiny cries, the first little owl gulped. An animal came and he said we were ugly. What? said his mother. He said you were ugly. He said my babies were ugly. You are beautiful. Tell Mummy who said this to you. It was an animal with white fur, said the little owl. That does not surprise me, said the mother owl. You babies eat up your worms and I'll be back soon. The mother owl was really angry as she swooped low over the trees. She knew who she was looking for. That creature needed to be taught some manners. 
How dare he say nasty things about her babies? With her keen eyes, she soon spotted the animal with the white fur. She snatched him up in her sharp talons and carried him high above the trees. Just then, she saw the remains of an old bonfire far below. It gave her a very good idea. The mother owl swooped low and dragged the animal through the black ashes of the fire. She then turned and pulled him back through it on the other side. Then she dropped him into a pond. The mother owl watched as the creature pulled himself out of the water. He looked quite different. From the tip of his nose to the tip of his tail on one side, his fur had been singed black. From the tip of his nose to the tip of his tail on the other side, his fur had been singed black. Only down the middle of his back was there a narrow stripe of white. Ever since then, that animal has been known as a skunk. The thing that most people know about the skunk is that he has a horrible smell. That's the smell of the burnt fur as he was pulled through the bonfire and it's still with him to this day. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Banu Prashanth at Folktales with Banu Mathi and Liz Weir at LizWeir.com. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them both tell more stories. We are in strange times for performing artists, but art is needed now more than ever. Go find your favorite tellers from the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. Did you know? You can connect with the podcast and see the fairy tale sponsor ads on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast. Or you can connect with me at Rachel Ann Harding. While you're there, let us know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. If you have other messages to send to the podcast, you can always do so at storystorypodcast at gmail.com. We always love to get your mail. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was a wee hedgehog that caught my fancy. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was always my garden, which now has tomatoes and I'm quite proud of. The music is by Pottington Bear. The podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which a number of you have done recently, and it cheers me greatly to see them. It helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, 
you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.